Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. On this episode, we're going to be digging into some seasonal treats and food items. We're going to be talking about some necessary things to consider when traveling to the Walt Disney World Resort for the first time and how not to get overwhelmed, and maybe a few practical tips in there as well about how not to go into debt, among other things, and just all around how to have a great time and not like I said, not get overwhelmed. It's so easy to go to the Walt Disney World Resort, even today, for people that have been there time and time again and get overwhelmed with all the changes, all the things that there are to do. And we certainly don't want that to happen when you go. So I hope this episode can be super practical and super helpful for you as you plan your next trip and as you go. Maybe you're there now listening to it. Regardless, we hope you have a magical time and let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is August the 10th, 2021. Tonight, we're going to talk about top tips for that perfect first trip to the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, if you're planning a trip for the first time, the umpteenth time, uh, if it feels overwhelming, hopefully this episode will be very practical for you. We're kind of getting back to some of the roots of Travel Tips Tuesday. This show, you know, many moons ago, uh, started off as a uh, basically real practical, just travel tips show. That's really all we talked about. Went real long, didn't cover a lot of news, um, and didn't really banter a whole lot, and di didn't really have a whole lot of live interaction. It was super practical. So we're going to dig into some of that uh, tonight. But before we kind of take a few steps uh, forward, I want to update you all on a few things. I'm going to attempt to share my screen again uh, tonight because that seemed to go okay <laughs> uh, last week anyway. Um, so, uh, we have, here we go. Uh, there's a new contest that I'm starting, uh, basically effective 10 days ago, roughly, um, called 40 more in 2021. I shared a graphic, um, of it this morning and I'm going to share it with you all here now. So hopefully y'all can see that. I don't know if you can or not. Uh, let's take a look here. So hang on just a second. We're going to go back and try this again because it doesn't seem to be working that well. Um, but it is called 40 more in uh, 2021. And basically, um, this is a goal of mine to, there we go. Uh, so hopefully you all can see that now. Um, this is a goal of mine to basically not just uh, book 40 more trips in 2021, Yahoo, but uh, basically come alongside people that are trying to, to sort through the pandemic craziness uh, and just sort of the, the the ebbs and flows of school schedules and family schedules and trying to figure out where you want to go. Because as a family of six, I get how life gets super busy. And, and one of my goals is to come alongside of people and help remove some of that stress and anxiety, hopefully. So you can focus on, you know, what's important around you and, and, and create those amazing memories along the way. So my goal starting August one is to, is to book 40 more trips by December 31st. And you're probably saying to yourself, self, you know, who's going to book a one day event on December 31st. You never know. Like somebody could pop up and say, Hey, I need, you know, airfare or a park ticket or an event ticket or need a last minute hotel or whatever it is. I mean, those, those last minute things happen. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty available for the most part. Uh, I am, you know, when I'm focusing on family I'm focusing on family, but uh, for the most part, I'm pretty available. So all that to say is for 40 more in 2020, 
one, it's going to operate very similarly to how a 20 more in 2020 campaign did last year. And also the 40 by 40 thing, if you remember that, uh, basically if we reach 40 trips, once we reach that 40th trip, uh, we will do a drawing for a $100 gift card to your destination of choice. If that's Disney, if you're traveling on a cruise, you want, uh, you know, onboard credit, uh, something like that. So, uh, that's something that's not sponsored by any of the vendors that are out there. This is something, or Travelmation as a whole, this is something strictly that I'm doing uh, just to give back and, and just say thank you because uh, it's been a pretty awesome year for me. It's been a lot of fun booking some crazy trips for people, uh, you know, uh, all the way up to a client that recently got back from a, a New England escape on Amtrak on rail. Uh, they rented a car, they flew, they rented a car, uh, and they were on. Uh, they were on a train with their family, with their small family, young children. Uh, they went to Nickelodeon Universe up in uh, New Jersey, kind of across uh, from Manhattan up there. They went up to Maine. They, they were kind of all over the place, Boston, I believe, and several other places. And it was just so much fun to get to work with that trip because I can only imagine the amazing memories that they got to plan. And anyway, and I'm, I'm still planning for people trips for Disney for this fall and uh, in, in this winter. And we're talking about cruising and a number of different things. So, and, and of course, you know, I'm keeping a, a definite look and eye on uh, what the world is doing because I want to make sure everybody's safe and that, you know, I'm not going to put them in a situation where they're going to be uncomfortable. And I want to help them just to be able to go and do something fun and get out and have uh, an awesome time. So I hope that you can uh, join me, join in for that. If you have questions about that, how that works, uh, please let me know. I would love to tell you more. Next down on our Disney travel news for today, tonight is actually to the day, the start of Boo Bash at the Walt Disney World Resort. If you remember, Boo Bash is the uh, event that's taking place this year uh, of the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And there will be several themed cavalcades. There are no, uh, there are no, um, you know, firework shows per se. There are lots of attractions that are open. There, there are different trick or treating spots that are out there. You know, characters are going to be, uh, you know, decked out in their Halloween gear. So lots of fun. We do have some Travelmation agents that are there uh, tonight for that. And that will be there over the coming days. And hopefully we'll have some some to share about that. And we'd love to let you know what's been going on there. But again, Boo Bash uh, started off effectively today. I'm going to try to bring up something to kind of share with you all. Because uh, the, the, last time, um, the last time I looked, uh, we had, there was, a decent amount of availability. There, there are a few dates that were kind of uh, sold out for um, for Boo Bash, but let's see here. It looks like I may have closed it. So we're not going to show you all that right now. I was going to show you the uh, availability for Boo Bash, but basically the entire month of October is sold out. There's still a few dates that are left in uh, September uh, as well, and a little bit in August. So if you're looking to go to Boo Bash, you're going to be down there. If you're going to be your local and you want to go and you want to check that out, just be aware of that availability is tight. Now, one thing that is interesting that I did see today is that there were, even though today's date itself has been sold out online for some time. Uh, there were some tickets that were being sold at some of the ticket booths close to Magic Kingdom for this event. Again, this is a this is a separated, separate ticketed event. Uh, so 
just be aware of that. You know, there's a slim chance that if they are sold out, that there might be some more available or they might be releasing more availability. So, you know, we'll just have to see and play it. Oops, excuse me. Play it by uh, ear, so to speak. Uh, also, we're going to get into you know, this is this is going to be fun. So this is one of uh, my one of my favorite conversations of the year to have. And that is all about um, some of the seasonal bites that we get to have uh, at um, some of these fun events like Boobash and some of the parties, but specifically throughout the year in the fall and the holiday season, that kind of, you know, back to back, they will have a large amount of seasonal treats that you won't normally see in, in the parks, in the resort hotels at Disney Springs, you know, kind of scattered about. And we're going to talk about, spend a moment and talk about a few of those tonight. And there is uh, an article that hopefully you can see. This is the Disney Parks blog, so I'm going to fully cite them. This is not something that I wrote. This is, you know, their stuff. You know, all the images are owned by Disney and all the things. Uh, you can even see who wrote it right there. Um, Aubrey Gravante, I think is how you say it. So some pictures, a few of the items, and we're going to get into kind of this list. There's a lot. We're not going to go to every single one, but we're going to highlight a few things from each of the parks uh, and maybe take a look at Disney Springs and just kind of uh, share with you some of the things that they have to offer. If you want the full list, you can hop over here to the Disney Parks blog and take a look at that and uh, kind of digest that, so to speak, for yourself. So I'm going to grab my printout here and... We're going to kind of kick it off with uh, some of the resorts. Now, you know, not every single resort is going to have something. Most of them uh, are going to have something that are that are that are on here, especially the ones that are open. The deluxe resorts, typically speaking, are going to have more options uh, available. So just be aware of that. Uh, so anywhere from like Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge over at Sanaa and the Sanaa Lounge, which is a table service restaurant uh, over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, well known for the bread service, a little shout out there, uh, but Sea Witch's Brew, which is a delicious adult beverage, uh, will be great. And that's available only from October 24th to the 31st. So it's very important to say this, that you'll see some like seasonally decorated items and kind of, you know, things themed for the season uh, around, but some of these items are only available for specific dates. They will only be promoted for specific dates. So be, please be aware of that. And I will try to note that as I'm able, as we uh, go through here. So Disney's Artem animation resort, very popular value resort um, at their, uh, at their landscape of flavors area, their kind of food court there, they will have a spooky apple spiced, spiced spider. You can say that five times back. Five times fast. Can't even say that right. A spice spider cupcake, which is a vanilla cupcake with apple filling and spiced buttercream caramel drizzle available October 25th to the 31st. That sounds absolutely delicious. Now, this next one uh, sounds like it has my name all over it, except for the custard part, but the rest of it. But a mini Halloween, Halloween cake over the contemporary at the Contempo Cafe uh, with Halloween sprinkled cakes with candy bar. Uh, custard and chocolate glaze. Uh, Disney Grand, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. They have a Hocus Pocus, a Muck Cakes. That sounds uh, delicious. It's a devil's food cake based item. And that will be available uh, September 1st to November the 1st. Uh, Jack Skellington. They've got some Jack Skellington themed items uh, as well. And then, of course, kind of moving on, moving forward here. Um, 
let's see let's let's drop down to disney's yacht club so i'll actually be staying at disney's yacht club uh here in a couple of months i'm looking forward to that but they have the mummy cupcake which is a chocolate cupcake with pumpkin mousse filling available october 1st to october 31st and the tiramisu uh grave a classic tiramisu with coffee flavor and a chocolate pretzel skeleton with a marshmallow for a head that sounds fun. October 1st to the 31st. So lots of really fun things uh, at some of the resort hotels. And there are several others, obviously, just for the sake of time. Uh, we're not going to go through. If you want to see that list, again, go to the Disney Parks blog. You can look up um, their article there that I shared with you just a few moments ago. Uh, and I'll try to note that in the show notes as well for the for the podcast. Hopefully, I'll, I'll remember for that. <laughs> uh, over at Disney Springs. Now, again, a lot of different uh, options at Disney Springs. Uh, they're featuring Emirates, Dockside. Uh, Margarita, the Ganacherie, which is kind of the, the candy chocolate shop that is pretty well known. It was featured on uh, the Disney Plus series, I think maybe a Disney Channel series originally called Be Our Chef. Um, one of the, the main chefs, Chef Amanda, uh, was actually there on the show. And then when my daughter and I went on our trip uh, back in March, I believe it was uh, March, uh, when we were, maybe it was May. It's been a while now. But anyway, when we went on our trip to Universal, we stopped at Disney Springs on the way out, and Chef Amanda was there. We got to take our picture with her and meet her and talk about the show, and and that was pretty that was pretty fun. We really enjoyed that. But one of the things, one of the things that has eluded us every time we've been uh, by Disney Springs uh, in the past couple of years or so is a pinata. They have these... Um, delicately built uh, candy items that are pinata. So it's basically a chocolate shell that you bust open. It's got lots of fun, yummy candy goodness inside of it. And they will have one. They have a Mickey mummy pinata that will be available September 5th to October the 31st. And that is like on that. I'm on a mission to get one of those and bring it all the way home <laughs> here in North Alabama without uh, hopefully without, uh, without breaking it uh, on the way. So uh, again, lots of other things available at Jock Lindsay's hangar bar, uh, out, out, different outdoor kiosks that will be out there as well. And uh, in the parks specifically at animal kingdom, at Restaurantosaurus, and this sounds delicious. I think there's actually a picture of this on the blog. Uh, a purple velvet cupcake with blood orange curd, uh, vanilla frosting, crisp pearls, and white chocolate flames with Maleficent medallion available October 1st to November the 4th. That sounds really, really good. I love a good cupcake. Love some buttercream icing. It's good stuff. Also over at Magic Kingdom, uh, at the Main Street Outdoor Vending Carts, they have a Maleficent-themed churro. So we love our churros in Disney parks. Definitely check out the Maleficent-themed uh, churro that will be there. Disney's Hollywood Studios, ABC Comic Commissary. They have the uh, caramel apple tart and a chocolate mousse uh, available as well. At Pizza Rizzo, there's a pumpkin flavored cannoli now i'm a fan of the pumpkin spice i like the pumpkin flavor i like the pumpkin spice it's one of those things like you love it or you hate it I, i'm a fan so i'll definitely be checking that out uh checking that out as well and then also what is lunchbox they're known for these uh you know one of the things they're known for these a dessert item these different kind of homemade uh you know made from scratch tarts that they have available they have a halloween themed one that will be available actually starting today uh, august the 10th all the way through august uh, excuse me october the 31st so from today through october the 31st it is a chocolate hazelnut filled lunchbox tart frosted with spooky vanilla icing halloween sprinkles and candy corn oh i love some candy corn that's another thing people some people love some people hate it i love candy corn i'm a fan over at epcot now the canada 
Pavilion. One of the amazing smells that they're known for is their popcorn cart. And they do have a spooky caramel apple cider and a poison apple sipper that will be available. That is noticed coming soon. So we don't have an exact date for that just yet, uh, but it will be available there uh, in the coming days. So lots of different things that are available that are coming uh, from from these different seasonal treats that are on there and really excited about them. Uh, let's take a look at the comments real quick, just to see where uh, this episode is going. And I just realized something. Here we go. Hey, you can look, you can see my face now. Look at that. If I'm paying attention to what I'm doing, uh, which, which obviously I was not, but um, so Jen says, good evening. So excited for this episode. Glad you're here as always, Jen. Also, my best friend parents always say, buy the thing that you want when you're at the parks and make sure to bring an extra bag to bring everything home. So packing an extra bag, flat pack, if it's something like a collapsible uh, duffel or a collapsible backpack that fits inside one of your bigger bags without taking a lot of space on the way over, that's a practical tip so you don't end up having to buy an extra suitcase. Can also um, can also help out with... Uh, packing on the way home as well. So uh, she also says the best advice is use a travel agent. We'll be talking about that later on. Um, th this is in relation to our, our question of the day, by the way, which is this, if you're just uh, tuning in, what is the best advice for first time trips to the Walt Disney World Resort? And we're kind of answering some of those and, and scrolling through the comments right now. Uh, Charles said, my wife's advice for first time visitor would be to not wear themselves out. Take a break in the afternoon. You can't see, do it all in one day. Absolutely 100% back that piece of advice. That is great, great, great. Uh, Jen says, yay, boo bash going in October. So we're excited uh, about that. So again, our topic for tonight, if you're just popping on, is this. Top tips for that perfect trip. First trip to Walt Disney World. Halloween food and the new contest, which you talked about earlier. Uh, we just finished wrapping up talking about uh, Boo Bash a little bit and also uh, some of the best bites that are out there featuring a Disney Parks blog article. And next week, I'm going to go ahead and give you all a preview. I don't have a, a graphic for this specifically, but next week we're going to start our series uh, wrapping up our Around the World series or Disney World series, that is, that we started you know, I think a couple of years ago, uh, where we're going to take a deep dive into Disney's Hollywood Studios. My beloved former park home, Disney's Hollywood Studios, has changed a lot over the past few years. It is not the same as it was when it first opened uh, many, many years ago. But it is an amazing place full of magic, full of a lot of dreams come true. Star Wars, Toy Story, uh, you know, kind of celebrating that, uh, you know, epic classic uh, era of cinema uh, that it does. And there's a lot of really neat things that are there that we'll be talking about in the coming weeks with food and attractions and just kind of things to, to see, not necessarily things you go and do. So we'll be digging deep into that. And I hope that you can join me around next week. So now though, let's, we've already shared some of these in the comments, but let's dig into our top seven tips. I'm still going to call it top seven tips. Um, or the top tips for the perfect trip to Walt Disney World. The first thing that I always tell people when we're asking, I mean, we can talk about a lot of different things. It's like, where do you start? You plan the trip, you know where you're going, you know how many days, you know you what parks you're going, and maybe some places you're going to eat and how you're going to get there. So like all the basic mechanics of the trips are in place, but you're going for the first time. And you're hearing about all these changes in the apps and, and, and the food to eat and brains sometimes. And how do you deal with all the things you're going to buy and all that kind of stuff. So to kind of shrink it down, 
um, bring that conversation down a little bit. The first thing I'm going to tell you is, is something that you see people talk about all the time. They may address it directly and sometimes indirectly. You'll see people post pictures of their pedometers on, uh, on, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, on, you know, stories and different places, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever, saying how many steps we did 25,000 steps at Disney world today, or I walked 10 miles or whatever it was. Right. So, They'll be posting these kind of bragging. I woke, walked this many steps. My feet are hurting, you know. And and honestly, uh, taking care of your feet is one of the most important things that you can do. So step one, take care of your feet. It's one of my biggest pieces of advice when when running, definitely when going to the Disney parks. Take care of your feet. They'll take care of you. You don't want to wear, you know, high heels. You don't want to wear completely flat sole shoes unless you have flat feet. Some people do. A little bit more comfortable for some. I get it, but even if they are, um, you know, wear something comfortable and wear something that might get a little wet and would hopefully dry out quicker, which is why I recommend uh, sandals. Some people uh, like the Tiva brand, some people like uh, the Rainbow, I think they're called Rainbow Flip Flops, are real popular out on the West Coast. Uh, and then also, I'm a big fan of Chaco sandals. I've been wearing those for several years and I'm now my third pair um, since, I don't know in the past for uh, 16 years or so. So I uh, absolutely love those sandals. They're super comfortable for me. I've got high arches and they work uh, well. So proper for footwear is absolute key on this. And, and the next point is something that Charles alluded to uh, a moment ago. Um, and that is this. And, and it, it is basically all about not, uh, not getting yourself um, overwhelmed. And I'm going to pop back to some comments um, here in just a second. My buddy Chris Edward from Ear Ear Magic just popped in on the comments. Hello, Chris and Susan, if you're listening. But I want to mention this next thing because this is definitely key in the planning process. And, and I normally try to communicate this uh, as soon as possible. And that is this. Don't let yourself get overwhelmed. There's a lot to see. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of experience. Kind of like you know, this has sort of already been said. Uh, but enjoy all of it. Soak it all in. Like when you're walking through the park gates for the first time, when you're going under the Walt Disney World arch for the first time, not if you're driving, <laughs> you know, close your eyes, just soak it all in here. Soak it all in. You're there. You're at Walt Disney World, right? You're there in this land of magic. You're a part of the story. You're going to see Mickey Mouse. You're going to hopefully see Minnie Mouse. You're going to see all the things and eat as much as you can and do all the things. You've got your plan. You've got your tickets. Hopefully, you've got your hotel where you're staying, hopefully, and you kind of know what you're doing. You may have an itemized down to the minute plan of where you're going to be and what you're going to be doing and how you're going to be getting there. You may be going in there flying by the seat of your pants. Whichever way is, you're there. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't feel like you have to do everything. Just enjoy all of it. If you miss something, you forget something. And this is from Travelmation Agent Allison. Thank you for chiming in on uh, my newsfeed earlier. I'll definitely give you credit for this. If you miss something or forget something, don't worry. It's a magical experience. So just take it easy and have the best time. Absolutely. There's always next time. You can always plan a trip. I'll also say that some people, this is a once in a lifetime trip opportunity for them. So, you know, I, I get, and, and it's it's easy to get overwhelmed. And that's why, like, usually I recommend if, if this is probably going to be one of, if not the only times you're going to experience this trip, don't go just for two or three days and expect to go do it all. I recommend bare minimum four days, if not somewhere between five to seven, to kind of give you some time to diffuse and take it all in. Because it's an exciting trip. There is a lot to do. 
you'll be tired. There's this saying, there's no tired like Disney tired. For those of you that have been there, you know what I'm talking about. It raises you slap out. Uh, you sleep well at night at the end of the day. Absolutely. Uh, my friend Travelmation agent David, who is uh, currently sailing on board the brand new Carnival Mardi Gras with a few other uh, Travelmation agents on their inaugural sailing. I was actually invited to go on that sailing and fortunately could not make it. Uh, but they were having an amazing time doing a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, but David, we were chatting back and forth today a little bit from he was on the ship and obviously I'm here on land. Uh, he said, don't go into it with the mindset of needing talking about going to Walt Disney World for the first time. Don't go into it with the mindset of needing to do everything in one trip. Have a few key must do's. Get those done and create another list of maybes. I think that's great. I love that. You know, that will definitely help you not get overwhelmed. You know, kind of have those highlight things. Don't just go to all the blogs. There's all sorts of blogs, vlogs, uh, other podcasts and things that are out there. Do that. There are some that are pretty legit. Hopefully mine is. <laughs> I'll let y'all be the judge of that. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily all about amazing production value, but I hope to be real practical and hope to be matter of fact for you to kind of help you uh, along the way. So, uh, you know, Look at all those things, read, research all those things, but don't feel like uh, you got to, you got to, you got to figure it out all yourself as well. There are other people, hashtag Travelmation agents that will be more than happy to come alongside of you and help you sort all of that out for no additional cost. So let's pop back to the comments real quick and see who is on here. Um, Chris Edwards from Ear to Ear Magic says, just spent the day at Disney's Hollywood Studios today trying all the new Halloween treats that started today. Chris, I would love to know uh, what were some of your favorites um, and what were what were some of the ones maybe you weren't a big fan of. If you had any, would love to share that. Uh, I will also point to, to their channel on YouTube. They have a great YouTube presence. So check out Ear to Ear Magic on YouTube. They do a lot of good stuff there, and I'm sure they'll be sharing more uh, on their channel there so um jen says i love hollywood studios especially the indiana jones stunt show the stunt show the epic stunt show spectacular is something that i hope will come back soon uh, a lot of uh a lot of really cool stuff um that's there so awesome stuff y'all thanks for commenting tonight so the third thing um charles shared earlier who's a who's a regular kind of viewer and listener thank you charles for tuning in every week but if you plan to stay on property and can stay in a resort with a stop on the water taxi uh, or these you know boats that kind of shuttle you around a little bit do that you'll never touch your car keys until you're ready to leave so he's got a great point um there are several resorts that do uh, have boat access to some of the parks, not all of them. But for example, if you're kind of in the Crescent uh, Lake area uh, and you're staying at Disney's Yacht and Beach Club, uh, Disney's Boardwalk Resort, even the Swan and Dolphin, which is technically owned by Marriott, but there are some Disney perks that you get for staying there, including the boat transportation to Disney's Hollywood Studios or uh, Epcot, which is also right next to the Skyliner Station there. So you can get transportation there to one of those. Um, so that's just, you know, any of those hotels that I mentioned, Swan and Dolphin, Boardwalk, Dizzy Yacht, uh, or, or Beach Club. And of course, the applicable DVC resorts that are that are at those particular hotels over at Boardwalk and, and uh, the Beach Club, the villas that are at both there. So um, you can get boat transportation, again, Hollywood Studios or Epcot for those hotels. For some of the resorts that are close to Disney Springs, um, like, for example, Port Orleans Riverside and French Quarter, and I believe there are a couple others as well that you can have boat transportation from your resort hotel to Disney 
Disney Springs. It's great if you like to eat, if you like to shop, if you like to just chill at the end of the day uh, and you just want to kind of hang out and have fun a little bit. Maybe you're going for a park stay or for a resort stay that's that requires no part time. Go stay at one of those resorts and check it out. Uh, it's it's a great idea to kind of stay there. But yeah, definitely utilize that resort transportation. Um, the, the boats are, are great. Uh, the buses okay they seem to be getting a little bit better uh, of course the skyliner and the monorail uh as well are great options for you uh, number four buy gift cards for your kids to help with spending money i can't remember the person that said this on my feed if that was you uh please feel free to drop that in the comments i uh, would love to uh, give you credit there but this is this is something that i've um, i believe actually i take that back i believe it was uh one of my clients ashley more ashley m um, thank you for sharing that. I'm pretty sure it was you. If it was not, then, you know, feel free to let me know, but giving your kids gift cards, especially if they're that age where they're learning about finances, maybe they're getting an allowance or, you know, those kinds of things, uh, giving them a Disney gift card. It's a great way to pre preload that money, uh, and say, look, this is it for your souvenirs. And this is what you got to spend. You can't go above this. Now you might say, well, kids are going to lose gift cards, right? Well, they might. Honestly, kids lose stuff. We lose stuff sometimes, but they're honest. And here's a hack that I've been giving, like in case you lose gift cards, here's one thing that I've been doing uh, for many of, of my clients lately who want to pay and get Disney gift cards. You can actually combine Disney gift cards in amounts up to $1,000 via DisneyGiftCard.com. That is a legit Disney site. It is not some like guy in a back room, you know, with a visor on and a in a in a bean counter kind of doing his thing. No, I mean this is a legit Disney thing. Disney runs it, and you can track the gift card numbers there. You can combine them just so they're easier to spend and take, you know, get you know take care of and get and uh, and keep track of. If you do ever, if you pay for your resort vacation, by the way, with Disney gift cards, this is very important. If you pay for them with resort gift cards, it's important to register them at DisneyGiftCard.com so that if for whatever reason you lose your gift card, you have a way to keep track of that uh, money. And it's a lot easier to kind of deal with that on the back end for whatever reason you have to. So uh, gift cards, there's a lot of pluses to that. Uh, number five, uh, I think we're at five. Anyway, familiarize yourself with the My Disney Experience app. Now, the My Disney Experience app has gone through different flavors through the years. We've added things, taken away things, and you know, definitely plussed it in a few different ways with the advent of, of uh, Disney Magic Mobile and also the virtual queue system and uh, mobile food ordering at, at many locations where that's available on property at Walt Disney World. So lots of really cool things. Access to my Disney, uh, access to your Disney PhotoPass pictures. If you have, um, you know, PhotoPass access, if you if you pay for Memory Maker, if you have that either for the day or for the length of your trip. So, which by the way, you can get for the length of your trip for one hundred sixty nine dollars, uh, all the way up to I believe it's four days prior to your trip arrival. After that, it goes up to one ninety nine. So you can add that, um, and that's a one one package price. There, it's not a per person deal. Pretty good, pretty decent value. So if you're looking for pictures or pictures uh, from rides or videos from rides or pictures in front of like Cinderella's castle or Epcot spaceship earth or the tree of life or the tower of terror or, you know, the Chinese theater, those places, or a lot of the other iconic spots around property. Uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff that we'll do, do there with you. Uh, also number six rope drop. Um, Hope actually mentioned this and this is definitely, I think somebody else did also in the feed earlier. Uh, rope drop is definitely something you want to do. And rope drop is, you know, for a while, 
um, after the parks had reopened, they were not doing this, but they've kind of slowly added this back. It's this experience where uh, early in the morning, they will let guests into a certain point, you know, sometimes to where some of the shops are, maybe, you know, where some of the coffee stands are, or Starbucks and whatnot, kind of let guests get in there and kind of get caffeinated and get going and kind of spread people out a little bit. And, you know, they're there, they're ready to go, you know, so they are locked and loaded and they're ready to kind of get to some of the attractions and hit the parks running. And it, it's just kind of a fun uh, time. You know, there's this sort of energy that's present there first thing in the morning. And if you're going for the first time, which is what this episode is all about, I would absolutely recommend doing that at least a couple of times. Maybe not every park, maybe not every day, because that'll mean some early mornings. If you, if you rope drop, you don't want to get up at the moment. It says the parks are open. I mean, I'm talking being at the bus stop at least an hour um, before the parks open, which is typically uh, when the buses start running or taking an Uber over or monorail or whatever the case is when those transportation systems open. So plan well if you're going to rope drop and be flexible and make sure you get uh, set those alarms and maybe get to bed a little bit early, uh, a little bit early if you can. Number seven, and this is one of my favorite trips, uh, one of my t- favorite trips or one of my favorite tips as it were, and that's this. Don't go into debt for your trip to happen. We've talked, but we've had a couple of episodes over the years about kind of not going into debt and going to Disney and kind of some tips to save and different things to do there. Don't go into debt to go into Disney. Uh, nothing stings worse than that credit card bill that hits you about a month after you get back. Um, if you can pay for it in advance, if you can save up for it, uh, if there are ways to kind of make it happen, split the cost, pay for it in advance. If the dining plans come back, you know, do that. So you're not having to pay you know, a lot extra for your, uh, for your meals, you know, maybe some tips here and there, but, um, you know, bring money for, you know, spending money with gift cards, make that, you know, your budget, kind of like we were talking about earlier, maybe not just for kids, but maybe for you. So, uh, you know, don't go into debt. Don't, don't spend over your means. And, you know, as a travel agent, you know, I, I want to make sure that, uh, you are, having the experience that you want, one that you're going to be able to remember fondly and one that works for you where you are, you know, wherever that means. If it's a value resort, if it's a deluxe experience, if it's a VIP experience, if it's something in between, if you're staying on property or off property, uh, if you want to eat in the parks, if you want to have groceries delivered to your resort, which by the way, you can do that for first timers. If you're looking for ways to save money, I highly recommend that. We did that for my family um, back in January when we were at Beach Club, we had uh, the groceries delivered uh, one night that got us done for breakfast and a few snacks pretty much every day we were there, uh, which saved us a lot. You know, the groceries were bought from Publix and we had Instacart deliver them. Super easy, seamless process. And I think maybe we spent 38 bucks on groceries for breakfast that got us through most of the week, which for a family of six, you know, you might feed two to three people on a quick service meal for that amount. Uh, so yeah, it definitely saved us. It was, it was super easy. And, you know, we try not to, to do that just so we can kind of focus and move forward and maybe even start planning that next trip while we're still there, because you know, that's one of the great ways to avoid Disney depression when you leave. Cause like you're leaving this amazing, incredible place. Um, and sometimes it gets a little sad when you got to go. And there's a reason why some people call the magical express the tragical express because it's not the best experience leaving all the time. Not because, you know, logistical things happen bad, but just because it's, you know, you don't want to leave. It's Disney. It's fun. It's exciting. 
special. Uh, so again, don't go into debt for your trip to happen. You will enjoy it a lot more. Um, that came from hope. And that's kind of also one of the things that I typically remind people of number eight, bring your own water bottles plus crystal light or Gatorade packets uh, around most water fountains. There are bottle refilling stations now. And so I've got a water bottle over here. This is, uh, this is actually one that I've taken to the park. So again, skinny kind of slim there. Um, double wall insulated kind of stuff. And that's uh, been a huge help uh, around uh, the holiday season. Uh, the brand, I think it was Arctic, um, which is similar to, I think, Yeti in some ways. You know, it's a double wall insulated similar to what's back there. But they had some of their bottles kind of like that on sale that we bought all our kids for Christmas. And then that was part of their Christmas present. And we went to Disney last January uh, and had an amazing time and, you know, took those bottles with us. And that saved us a lot. So we were filling up water bottles. We were getting, uh, you know, uh, ice water. So, you know, some people are like, Florida tap water is gross. We don't care. <laughs> so we were like all in, uh, you know, bring those Gatorade packets, those crystal light packets. Those are help with those electrolytes through the day, especially if it's warmer uh, and help kill the monotony of the Florida tap water and that taste. Number nine, uh, I want to remind you of a very important pact when traveling and when planning uh, your first trip to the Walt Disney World Resort. And that is this. It's very simple. Have fun. Don't forget, you're there to have fun. You're there to make memories. There are things that are going to happen that are unexpected. It's going to happen every time. Sometimes Disney's going to sprinkle a little bit of pixie dust, and it will be a positive thing. And sometimes things happen that are outside of your control. It's outside of Disney's control. It just sort of, you know, it just sort of happens, and you kind of got to roll with the punches. And it's not fun, but you're there to have fun. And if you are a group leader, if you are kind of the lead guest, and you helped coordinate it with a travel agent or plan the trip yourself, you know, there are people in your traveling group, in your family, friends, whoever, they're going to be looking to you for how you react in those times of stress. And a lot of times you can set the pace for the group. You can't always please everybody, but a lot of times you can set the pace for the group for how people are going to react and encounter uh, different situations. So just be aware of that. You're there to have fun. Keep moving forward, as Walt Disney used to say, and, and look to that next thing. There's always something around the corner for you to do, for you to experience that will create some amazing, incredible memories for you to fondly look back on. So have fun. Enjoy it. Number 10 is a packing list. So make sure you spend some time. If you're a first-time traveler to the Walt Disney World, Walt Disney World Resort. There's all sorts of different packing lists that are out there. I send my clients out one uh, when they're traveling to Walt Disney World to kind of, you know, help prepare them. And this is sort of a basic thing. Uh, you know, I'm not telling you like how many pairs of, you know, underwear and stuff to pack. I mean, not stuff like that, but more so uh, things that you take to the parks and things that might be specifically suited for a uh, trip to Walt Disney World. And uh, Jen, who's a regular kind of viewer of travel tips Tuesday had an idea to, to look at this episode about the, the perfect, I think the perfect park bag uh, is, is what she called it. We may do that because uh, you know, packing well for the parks is very important. You know, I see some families that want to bring in these massive like carts and strollers and things, which, you know, we've got a double stroller for a good reason. Uh, but back when wagons were 
still allowed. Uh, these big, you know, you'd see coolers and all sorts of things, you know, brought in just people bringing everything house and home, uh, whether it's to save money. Sometimes people do have to bring medical equipment in. I understand that. Uh, that is something, you know, that some guests do require and, you know, that's, that's, you know, Disney will work with you, you know, on those things and make sure you're accommodated as much as they can. So all that to say is, packing for the parks, packing for your trip in general is one thing, but packing for the parks is a different animal in a way. It's because you want to pack light. That's always what I encourage you to do. Pack smart, but pack light. Uh, pack things like water bottles, like, like I just showed you, USB chargers, ponchos, because yes, if you travel anywhere from probably mid-March until uh, I would say mid to late October, there's a really good chance that you're going to get a freak afternoon shower between roughly about 2.30 and 4 o'clock that will last approximately 15 or 20 minutes and will shut down a few of the outdoor attractions because nine times out of ten there's some sort of lightning or thunder involved and it will be a torrential downpour and it will get wet. So you want to you want to pack a poncho and just be ready for that. There are some that are sold in many of the Disney gifts gift shops that are around and they'll be glad to sell you those and they are not cheap. Uh, we still do have some. I think last time I went, I may have paid like eight or nine dollars for one. They kind of Mickey on them, so they're kind of fun. They might say Walt Disney World or something like that. But uh, anyway, but and they're pretty decent quality too. So they're not like the super thin single use stuff. But you know, go to Walmart, Dollar Tree, Dollar General, you know, Target, wherever, and, and grab yourself some of those. Order some on Amazon. Um, throw them in your bag. But don't forget to throw them in your park bag. That's the second thing. Um, pack a separate park bag. Don't plan to take a big old computer backpack uh, and get a single like sling bag or something like that. Just something that's lightweight to carry. Um, or maybe you take a slightly bigger day pack. And, you know, if you've got like other people traveling with you, you can carry some of their stuff and you'll alternate who wears it, that kind of thing. Uh, number 11. Number 11. This is, uh, I believe, one of our, one of the, my Facebook friends. I'm not sure if she listens to Travel Tips Tuesday or not. Hopefully you do. <laughs> Her name is Gina and uh, she's from North Alabama as well. And she said something along the same lines. And I've been saying this for years. My, this is my secret sauce to planning. And we actually did an episode on this a while back. And that is this plan well, but be flexible. Plan well, but be flexible. Going back to what I was saying earlier, you're there to have fun. Sometimes the unexpected will happen. Yes, people get sick on vacation. Yes, sometimes luggage is missing. Yes, you may have to make a Walmart or Target run. Uh, you know, things happen right? Things happen. And that's okay. You're there to have fun. You've, you're probably like, oh, you know, I, I'm a planner. Obviously, it's why I do this travel agent thing. I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun for me. And, and you know, I create plans. And even like sometimes I'm my own worst travel agent, if I'm being honest, I'm making plans for myself or my family uh, or for other close friends. And, uh, it, you know, it, it can be hard to kind of kind of plan things and build in flexibility because you want to be so worn out at the end of the day that you can enjoy yourself. That's why, you know, I say up front, take care of your feet because they'll help take care of you. Build and rest time in your trips if you can, if you're able, even if it's just a half a day. Build in some rest time if you're just hanging about the, out by the pool for a bit, if you're sleeping in. Uh, you know, just don't feel like you have to go, 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 go. Uh, when my daughter and I went to Universal, we had two very full very full days uh, in the parks. And then one, uh, one third day that was pretty full as well. And we spent some intentional time rest, like the, the middle day, we chose to kind of sleep in, just sort of take it easy for a little bit. 
because we were tired from that first full day. Like we were, we weren't like done with the trip, but we were tired. You know, it was warm, sunny. You know, we it just yeah, it was a lot of walking. Um, you're gonna be exhausted. So you know, don't just plan for the unexpected. Go into it with an attitude of flexibility, and and that will make the world of difference in your trip uh, when you go. So um, lots of a few other comments here, Charles comments, and this is going back to our conversation about transportation uh, and some of the boats between the boats and buses, you'll have it made. Uh, I'm with you on that. So it's a great uh, option with the boats. Um, and then Jen's talking about saving here. I've always start, already started to pull money out of my account to bring my spending cash to Disney. I try hard to not use a card when I'm at the parks. Um, Disney doesn't mind if you do, <laughs> of course, but uh, that's a solid strategy. So, Pull that uh, money, you know, out of savings, make it cash if you need to, you know, put in a safe or whatever. Uh, I actually have a specific savings account with, with a specific name. Uh, it's real easy for uh, my credit unit that we're a part of just to go online and like give it a name. So if it's like Disney Fund or whatever, um, just make it something fun and that is your vacation account to pull from. Um, so there's that. Uh, when you're dehydrated, you don't care what the water tastes like, especially in the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 100% right on that. So you want to make sure you're hydrated for sure. Uh, Eric Schenkel says, if you go to Universal or Disney as a single person, is it easier and quicker to get on rides? So, um, Eric, that's a great uh, question. And I love it when I get questions. So I'll address that very quickly. Again, Eric's question is, if you go to Universal or Disney as a single person, is it easier and quicker to get on rides? So, um, that would say that depends. Uh, so not all attractions have single rider lines. Some of them do. Um, so, you know, and, and sometimes, especially like if you're walking into the entrance of the queue and they have a single rider line, by all means, use that if it's open and available and you won't have to wait uh, as long as you would normally. Um, when you enter the standby queue, like, for example, if they don't have a single rider line, you have to go through the regular, you know, standby queue and you're waiting with, you know, every, you know, everyone else that's there to ride, whatever the attraction may be. As you get closer to the entrance, um, the cast members that are responsible for loading guests on their attractions will probably like start holding up like ones, twos, and threes and stuff like that. So as you get closer to the entrance and you're within eyesight of the cast members that are loading, um, don't be afraid to stick your finger up like this and just say, you know, your pointer finger <laughs> and say, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, one, cause they'll, they'll know what you mean. And they may signal you to kind of come up through the line, you know, a little bit early. It may cut off five or 10 minutes of your wait time or whatever, uh, you know, at most, but you know, it'll help. So it, it can be easier to get on uh, some of the attractions as, uh, as a single rider, you know, not necessarily always, but a lot of times it can be. Uh, in different situations. So uh, that's a great question, Eric. Thank you for, thank you for asking that and, um, and for watching tonight. So uh, I really appreciate, I've got one more piece of advice uh, for you. And I just want to say, I really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Uh, we've had a lot of folks tuning in and checking the show out and I really appreciate it. I really appreciate y'all's feedback and your interaction tonight. This has been a great conversation and hopefully, uh, you know, again, it'll be really helpful to some of you that are planning your first time trip to the Walt Disney world resort. Here's my 12th 
point, uh, my 12th top tip of my top seven, if you're keeping up. <laughs> uh, I have lots of other great magic-making friends at other agencies. I do. There are a lot of other great agencies uh, that, that are out there. I personally think Travelmation uh, is the best for a few different reasons. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I love my Travelmation family. We're there for each other. Uh, I've got a friend named David Dollar who works for uh, another agency who we've chatted with before or I've been on his show uh, before and I'm trying to go back on, maybe have him and his co-host on as well uh, at some point. And they're awesome people. They do a great job, but I love travel nation. We are a family that is there for each other, not just like for travel tips and stuff and help each other with, with our bookings and whatnot, but to support each other. We've had a lot of you know, agents go through some hard times lately. And it's just been really cool to see us like rise up and help each other out uh, in a, in a, in a time of need. Um, and, I would love for you to use a Travelmation agent for, for your next trip. It doesn't have to be me. I would love for it to be me. I love doing this and it's a lot of fun. I would love to be able to get to know you if I don't. Um, but, you know, we don't charge any extra fees for our travel planning services. We come alongside you to help cut the hassle out so you can focus on the why of your trip. If that's celebrating a honeymoon, if it is going to Walt Disney World for the first time, uh, if it is going to Universal or a crib, you know, a cruise, a, a land tour uh, or some other, you know, like, a, like an Amtrak trip, like we were talking about earlier. It can be a number of different things. We're here to help you weigh all the options and figure out what works best for you. And I love being able to do that so much. So thank you all so much for joining me again for Travel Tips Tuesday. Again, next week we are uh, starting our conversation about Disney's Hollywood Studios. And uh, we look forward to digging into that. I love that park so much. It is near and dear to my heart. Of course, as you may know, I'm a former bellhop, and we will be talking about Tower of Terror at some point as we get into that uh, a little bit more. So thank you all so much again for tuning in tonight, and we do hope you have a magical rest of your week. We'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.